we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake that ass up early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club, and we got a special guest in here this morning, man. Uh, I also got Nala Simone in here, you know, holding it down with me, but uh, Don Tolliver is here. What's up, my brother? What's up, OZ? How you feeling? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, man. You got the new album, Lovesick. I have to say I'm a little disappointed that you don't have a leather coat on right now, sir. Well, <laughs> you put- <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I see what you're saying. I had to, This is like some different type of, like, it just feels good. I'm sorry. I couldn't do the leather. Leather... It's restricting, you know what I'm saying? Word. I wanted to be comfortable. Well, talk to us about the new album, man, Lovesick. Why, why, why that title? Well, Lovesick is kind of just uh, the threshold to um, a story a story that I created. I wanted to make an album, and I wanted to make a movie and a soundtrack for the album. So Lovesick is basically just a term for you going through whatever you're going through with your significant other, whether it's bad, good, ugly, sad, whatever. Everybody within the movie, short film that I created for Lovesick, uh, is it is Lovesick, mm-hmm. whether it's the cook, the diner, the cop, me, my girlfriend. So it's something that you have to pay attention to in the movie to really understand, but that's exactly what 
definition is. You know, that's a narrative you don't really hear from artists nowadays because artists, you know, historically want to be players and pimps and run through a bunch of women, you know what I mean? To yeah. actually have somebody looking for love and to say they love sick, that's a little different. Yeah, it's definitely just like your own choice is really what it is. It's like, do you choose to, you know, stay faithful and lock in with your significant other or do you choose to deal with everything else in the world that has nothing to do with that? Mm. So that's basically, you know, the duality of love sick. On the first track of Love Sickness, you say um, love is the fall that you don't get up from. Yeah. Was this written prior to you falling or are you still like in that process? No, I was I was I made that statement. Um, I made that statement at the end of the song just to let people know sometimes that love is heavier than what you think. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you fall in love with somebody and, and that same feeling sticks with you for years and you don't understand why. Mm. And that's what I meant by it. You know, you're never supposed to fall in love, though. Really? Because when you fall, anytime you fall historically in life, you get hurt. You're supposed to grow yeah. in love with people. That's why I said, you know, falling in love is the one fall you don't get up from. Mm. See? You still down? Am I still down? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm still down for sure. <laughs> down for the count. I feel like down makes it sound like bad. When you're actually in a good spot, it looks like. Yeah, I'm in a good spot, but I mean, it's just like, you know, we all, when you're in a relationship, it's, sometimes it's not like peaches and cream. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that shit gets, you know, y'all busy, y'all schedules conflict, y'all might be arguing about the littlest, the dumbest things, you know? That's real. It's like a lot of stuff that goes on that makes a relationship tougher than what it is sometimes. I really. Mm. Sorry, I really like and let her go when you're like, I think I'm really here for once. Is that what your relationship with Callie feels like? Like, is this the first time you feel present with your partner? One hundred percent, more than more than I've ever been with somebody for sure. That's dope. What do you think is the difference? Like, what makes it work um, for you guys? I just, I just, I'm just way more invested into my relationship than, than I've probably been in any other relationship. I love that. Good for you. Thank you. I love the flip that you guys did with Beanie, Beanie Man and Maya. Uh, for for me, was that like on purpose? Is that a sentimental record for you guys, or were you guys just in the studio and came up with that? It, it was a record. Um, it was a record. I really love that that sample a lot. Big and sample. It's a crazy sample. Big girls, sample. girls, them sugar is a, is a crazy sample. I really love that song a lot, and it's just like, you know, I kind of wanted some. I've been into just like really having fun dancing lately, so I wanted kind of like that dance hall feel, and I love Neptune's a lot. So it was kind of like the best of both worlds, and then Wheezy did the sample on the beat, so it really, really, I just had to do it. Was it hard to clear that record? I was, yeah, I would say yes. Well, for Pharrell got, what, 100%? Of <laughs> I want to, I, 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 I will not disclose. <laughs> I will not disclose. P, I love P, I, I'm not going to say P is the bad guy here, but uh, that motherfucking sample, yeah. <laughs> business is business, man. Business is business. Is, is it hard uh, mixing the business, I guess, with, with, with the pleasure? Um, depends on like, you know, who you, who you like, I don't really, it's not too much pleasure for me, mm -hmm. not these days, when it comes to just other artists, I have like a kind of set amount of people that I deal with, but, um, you know, business is business, right, right, you know, right. I just, I chop it up to the game, like, you know, I ain't gonna be mad at nobody for charging me, cause I'm gonna charge them, mm -hmm. Hold I, on, so wait, you charge your girl for features? No. Bro. Oh, wait a minute. That's what no, I was talking bro. about. No, no. I, I, I thought y'all no. was talking about P. No, yeah. I, mean, I said business and pleasure. Like, you, uh, you I was talking about my girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I was thinking you were speaking of terms of like business and pleasure as like me, maybe me being cool with P or something, and it's like the business. Oh, no, no, no. No, me and my girls is, 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 is beautiful. You know, we just, 
do we kind of stay on the music side. The whole business thing, I'm just like, whatever she want, cool, blah, 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 let it go. I don't even like really deal into mm-hmm. it too much. But um, we just try to really keep it musical. You know what I'm saying? I love that. And uh, speaking of dancing, you talked about the dancing. What is that dance you do when your like, hands is moving and your feet? Like You mm-hmm. have a name for that? It's called Do the Fool. Do the Fool? Do the Fool. <laughs> do the Fool is crazy. It's <laughs> something I created in Australia when I was... Um, I was in Australia like last year and Metro was dropping his uh, album and I had like three songs on the album. I was very excited to hear the album and I don't know what got into me. I was outside just like chilling, listening to the album my headphones. I told my bro to record me and my feet just started moving and then after that I never stopped doing the dance again. Yo, it looks like you're dancing like nobody's watching but we're literally all watching. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I but when you hit it last night on stage, I'm like, man, this guy is having the time of his life. 100%. I love it. I was going to ask you that. You went to the show, right? Yeah, Trap yeah. Scott came out. That was that was crazy. Yeah. Did you rush the deluxe because you knew that this was happening, like the show, and you wanted Travis um, to come? Or I really just wanted him on my album. I wanted Teaser on my album. And I just wanted to give the fans like a couple you know, more songs. I feel like they were asking for a lot. The album was just amazing. I'm, I never had a chance to really just give fans immediately something, you know. I, I, it was like one of the funnest things for me to do. It was challenging because after I dropped my album, I was like, yo, I want to give my fans some more music. But I, it was like kind of challenging because I have so much music and I had to break it down into like four songs that I wanted to put on this this album. So It really caught me off guard because yeah. you, you did it within like a week span. Why not give us a tape? And then the project, like, why make it so lengthy? Oh, uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to even 20. And, mm. and like I said, I want to travel and uh, tease on my album immediately. Yeah. I didn't want to wait a week. I didn't want to wait a month. I wanted them on my album. You know, I wanted to listen through exactly, you know, how I plan to see it immediately, then wait. And I feel like the fans wanted the same thing. Your fans are really demanding. And it's really because you keep doing the snippets. Like, do you regret posting the snippets at all? Um, honestly, I don't regret posting the snippets, but I will say, like, you know, I really just want the fans to have a chance to be able to, like, you know, get something a little early or be able to say, like, yo, I remember when he played this on Instagram Live before it came out to have a little exclusivity to whatever I'm doing is really what I be wanting to do. Does that help or hurt you think? Like, when you... Um, it's a blessing, man. I feel like at the end of the day... You know, people want to consume the music regardless. Mm-hmm. So however they get it, you know, however they get it. But as long as it's not being stolen and somebody else is monetizing all, whatever you got going on, it's whatever. But, you know, when the time comes right, if you snip it something, it, it should come out, you mm-hmm. know? I even was wondering, like, you know, with the four new songs that you added, how do you even decide what you want to put out originally? Because, you know, you, you don't just sit on Travis Scott features. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no. What do you mean by like how? how like, well, how do you decide, you know, what to put out later as bonus tracks as opposed to oh, presenting originally? Uh, that was that's what I'm saying. That was the challenge behind it. I I really just, um, I really just digged into four. Well, first it was a off the four it was something that the fans wanted, one song, and the other three songs were really just something that I felt like the album really needed. Mm-hmm. Travis for sure, I wanted him on my album regardless. He's been on all my albums. And Tizo Touchdown is from Texas. I'm from Texas as well. And I always like to highlight, you know, any artist coming out of Texas doing whatever they possibly doing, you know. And, and I felt like it was the perfect opportunity to let him go up on the album as well. Mm-hmm. How, how would you define yourself as an artist? Because I listen, I'm like, 
Well, is he R and B? Is he rap? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how would you define yourself as an artist? I would just say um, it's R and B soul with just a little twist of what I got going on. You know, mm-hmm. I re- I deal heavy into the R and B and the melodics of things a lot, but I definitely just like to get off some bars here and there too. Mm-hmm. I don't like to. I-, I feel like if I can do it, why not do it? Mm-hmm. Do you hate the rap? I'm not hate, but you, do you? How do you feel about the rappers who? may sound like you but they're rappers you know what i mean um may sound like me but they're rappers honestly i don't know man i get uh, a lot of times i don't want to my own horn but a lot of people say that i'm kind of different mm-hmm. or i have a, a certain distinctive sound so i don't want to say people sound like me but i'll say like you know there's a lot of people that are melodic and rap as well mm-hmm. i just feel like when i come across it just hits a little different mm-hmm. My opinion. I feel like T Pain is an influence of yours. Yes, T Pain. T Pain is definitely um uh someone that I wanted percent listen to when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. A lot of people are still expecting you to drop Rolling Stone or the joint with Baby Keem. Yeah. Is it's, that coming? It's so crazy. It's cause like what joint with Baby Keem are you guys talking about? I haven't snippet any song on with Baby Keem, but uh, Rolling Stone, I know all about that for sure. Um, and what about the joint with um, Anderson Pot? You put uh, Honeymoon out. Uh-huh. Was he originally on that, or um, did somebody just make that online? Well, I can me, never... Yeah, somebody, I feel like they kind of like did that whole internet twist and verse thing Got it. and made their own little situation, but um, I love Anderson. I would, I would like that. I love Anderson. Speaking of honeymoon, is marriage something that you have in mind or like on your? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would love it. Aww. Damn, you said that fast. I love that. That's, mm-hmm. that's... Well, you know, you know though, brother. Yeah, you're right. You so know, don't play yeah. with it. Like when you know, I'm <laughs> saying when you know it. she the one, don't play with it, man. Don't play with it. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Um. You have a, you have a, you know what your proposal may look like because that's very important because you got money. <laughs> When you got money, you got to make sure that the proposal is something that they never, ever forget. Like, it's a story that you can tell to people in the future that's just fly. I feel like whatever I do, it just has to be organic. I can't really do too, too much. My girl, she just kind of wanted to be heartfelt. Right. Whatever it is, got to be organic. It don't matter if we in a park having a picnic, you know. It just kind of got to feel mm-hmm. organic. How do, you, how do you know when that person is the one you want to spend the rest of your life with? Um, I feel like if you've been with somebody for two to three years plus of me and my girl going on, you kind of know if you really want to be with them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the way I feel. It's like, all right, all right, we here. Did you see a lot of healthy relationships growing up? Uh, Yeah, right. I did. I mean, my mom and my dad, they separated when I got a little older, but they managed to just keep their... Like, they would have their ups and downs. She would be mad at him or whatever, but at the end of the day, they still kept the, like... This is my mom and this is my dad, and it, that never, that never like kind of left the playing field. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. And my grandma and my grandfather, they still been together. They've been together for they've been married for like fifty some years or something. Mm. Beautiful, I love that. You are gonna make a lot of money, brother. Oh, the reason you gonna make a lot of money is because you know, like when you have that partner, like that you devote all your time and all your energy to, and you ain't out here doing all the extracurricular shit. Mm-hmm. You just it's, watch, watch what happens in your life. Yeah, you come commit you. to that one situation. Yeah, it gives you. you stability that other people don't have. One hundred percent, I believe that. I love that you called it extracurricular. <laughs> That's cute. 
Um, on Go Down, you have this line that I have a bone to pick with you about. You say, 25, the life of certified lover. Keep me cool. She she keep me cool undercover. Backseat, I never use a rubber. Mm-hmm. That's what you're promoting? Mind your business. That's what you're promoting? That's my girl. That's my girl. Okay. That's my girl. Now ask her, Don. First of all, this is... I I, I asked the question. (laughs) Ask her. Mm -hmm. Silly. You're silly. And then company. Man, this is the third company you've given us. Each company is Mm -hmm. like a classic. Do you see yourself doing a company, just project? Company 10. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I feel like honestly... I feel like honestly, it's just one of those things where it's like, I want to have something that the fans can always relate to on my album. And right now, I don't see why I wouldn't want to come with a four or a five or a six. Just depending on where I'm at in my life. Hopefully, I'm in a good place to continue to want the company. If not, you know, I'm good. Love it. How did you pick your features? Cause I like the range of features. You go from Glorilla to Justin Bieber to Wizkid to Charlie Wilson. Like, how did you decide who you want to collaborate with? That's kind of like it's kind of like a wide variety of like the industry, and it's kind of like all my favorites from like all those little pockets. I love Toro. I love James. I'm a fan of Glow. I'm a fan of Dirk. Futures inspired me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Travis, you already know about that. Tizo Touchdowns a legend. Tisa Korea is another Houston a legend. It's just little pockets on the album with it, with Brent, a uh, fan of Brent. Like, all these pockets of artists, I really just respect them, respect their craft, and just happy to have them on my album, you know what I'm saying, and be able to, like, collaborate them, cap- collaborate with those guys. I always wonder how you and Travis, you know, because growing up for us, Houston always had a specific sound. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you knew what Houston sounded like, but you and mm-hmm. Travis kind of, like, broke that mold was that intentional or i say in my heart it was intentional Mm -hmm. travis when i seen travis travis gave me the hope when i was doing like all my little underground stuff back home because he was the unicorn in houston that was like doing something abstract and i felt like i was doing the same Mm -hmm. but i didn't have when i was really like that's what really just put me on in the city and had people looking at me different because i was doing something different yeah we are known for the traditional you know houston rap um but at the same time there's a lot of great creatives out there that do a lot of different things you know and uh i was able to kind of cut through because it was different Mm -hmm. and that would help me and i think people in the city kind of just need to realize that you know a lot of people are doing a lot of different things don't let me take away but you know staying different is always the goal right always you you get flack for that in the city because i I think about you know, I'm from South Carolina, but I remember here in New York, like when ASAP Mob first came out, and everybody was like, oh man, they sound like they're from the South. They don't sound like they're from the city. Mm-hmm. Did, did you get flack from people in Houston? Nah, man. I did. I I I feel like I feel like people probably didn't. They definitely didn't know if I was from Houston or not or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was like, like I was doing something different, you know. And I was organic. I would just go, like, I was the type of kid to just pull up in the DJ booth and, be, and wait till the DJ spins all his songs and be like, yo, can you spin this one last song for me? And and that got me, like, you know, that kind of what, that's what had the streets, like, you know, I respect this kid. He doing something different, but he's in here really putting his foot down trying to work, and, mm-hmm. and that was, like, the respect factor I got from that. All right. I see a lot of people have been showing love to your project, Dom Kennedy, Bun B. Mm-hmm. What is it like? like having them embrace you like that? 
I love it. I mean, I respect Bun. I respect everybody who's showing me love on the album. I, I, I just respect it because at the end of the day, I, I put a lot of work in on this album. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I just did the album in two months and turned it in and it was nothing. Uh, I put a lot of, like, it was very tedious, like every song. And I've never put that type of attention on any other, on any other my other album. So, mm. like the respect for my peers is, is beautiful. How do you feel about the consumers? Because it feels like music's so disposable nowadays. I feel like you gotta set tone and you gotta make sure whatever you putting out into this universe is gonna test the time. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I feel. Honestly, it is disposable. It's here today, gone tomorrow. But you just gotta know in your heart, whatever you giving, you know, your consumer is something they'll be able to digest for the rest of their life, mm -hmm. not just for the moment, you know. That's why I wanted to give give that deluxe, you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, as much as I could possibly give my fans into my next project, I'm not mad at it, you know what I'm saying? What makes you what makes you realize the music still matters? Is it the shows? Music still matters. When I'm in the studio and I'm recording the music that I make, it just it just does something to me, bro. Mm -hmm. Like I love to record. I love to challenge my brain. All that shit. All all that is um is uh it helps. It, it's like it's brain food, brain power, mm -hmm. and I it's very resourceful. Cause I was, I mean, I I saw the videos of your show from the other night, and I was like, damn, that must as as an artist, that must be the only thing that makes people feel like my music still matters. Cause like you could drop the Love Sick album, and then two days later they'll be talking about something else. Then you got to mm -hmm. give them four more songs to get them back focused on the project. That's what it just seems like from the outside looking in. Well, honestly, bro, I just uh, it's been a it's been a roller coaster. This is about, probably about the most um, I feel like. The, the greatest uh, blessings I've gotten from my album or the biggest mm -hmm. reception. So honestly, I didn't. I just wanted to go. I'm like full, full blown. All cannons go. Like I just don't even really. I want to give fans whatever they want. I want to give, you know, whoever's never heard or who's not up to game, whatever you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just on some. If I got an opportunity to give, I'm trying to go up. Right. And only after a week, they already knew all the words, like, dancing. It was a great reaction last night. Um, but my favorite record on there is absolutely, well, it kind of changed between Leave the Club to now the Brent Fias joint. But what's your favorite record? If I Had. Mm. If Why? I Had with Charlie Wilson. It's just a legendary moment. I love Charlie. I think Charlie is amazing. And he's just, like, dope guy. Any intimidation? Getting in the studio with Charlie Wilson? Oh, uh, I'm I'm not gonna say intimidation, but you know him being an OG, he is. I didn't know how you know he. I didn't know how he would react to me or knew if he knew anything about me. Mm -hmm. So that was the only type of I guess little hesitation. But he was so cool and he was just he just went in there and did his thing. You know? Did he take direction well? Did you give him notes? Or? Uh, yeah, he was cool. He 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 did everything I really wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. He did it like he did everything I wanted him to do. No question, whatever I needed out of him, he was like, he want he wanted to get it through, and I respected that like to to the moon. What adult in your life got excited about that record? My mom, mom? my dad, my grandma, grandpa. Word. Word up. We love the Gap Band. We love Charlie. Um, Justin Bieber, who wrote his verse, man? Um, but I know he ain't write about no damn double cups. Yo, you know, me and me and me and Justin, we was just in the stool. Dude, dude, we was in LA in the studio, dude was in there with a red rollerblades on on the mic. We back and forth like 
we just like on the mic and I'm just wanting to, cause he had a lot going on at the moment. Mm -hmm. And it was a certain couple things I really wanted him to touch bases on, especially like when, you know, he come back to the city, Houston, like, so, but it just was really going crazy though. I'm not gonna hold you. He was feeling the vibe. I had him just in his mode. Mm -hmm. So. Did he record that before Future or? He could recorded that before Future. Mm. Yeah. You got the Lovesick uh, short film on Amazon Prime too. Yes, sir. Why did you know this needed a film, a visual to go with it like this? Um, honestly, I wanted. I was just tired of one. I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to shoot. I wanted to shoot a movie for my album. Mm -hmm. And uh, two, I was just kind of tired of doing the traditional video type thing. Um, I love mu music videos, but I wanted to give my fans like another visual aspect of how I felt the music should be like you know played through. Mm -hmm. Aesthetically, it's given like seventies. Like, what was the uh, late seventies? Uh, the whole the whole uh, inspiration came from Studio Fifty Four okay. and like disco culture. Um, I kind of like started there, and it turned into like everything else. The cocaine was way purer back then, man. Word up. How you know? I heard about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not that old. <laughs> you going on tour, future, right? Uh huh. What, what one big party tour? One big party tour in March starts March 9th. So what you gonna do? I'm gonna go crazy. How you gonna keep in touch with family? You gonna bring some of them on the road with you? Or? Um, see, this tour is um, uh, this tour is like weekends. It's like kind of spotty. It's not oh, like right, every right. day. So um, I definitely be able to bring my family out, pull up, but it's not nothing too, too, too crazy. Oh, over the past few years, how do you think your your growth process has been as a man and musically? Honestly, I just been wanting to be the best version of myself, regardless, and I think that like it fuels everything. It fuels the music. It fuels me, it fuels everybody else around me. Mm -hmm. It just wanna me wanna be the best possible Don I can be. What does that look like though? Like how does how do you get to that point? Um, is it therapy? Is it um, working out? Is it meditation? Yeah. What is it? It's uh working out, it's um it's being able to think in the clear head space, it's being able to eat, you know, correctly, not like go crazy on a bunch of shit for no reason. Like, you know, it's it's all about like what you indulge in, you know? Mm -hmm. Like get into something that's gonna like feed the brain a little bit more than something else. Do you, do you really feel like time heals all? Yeah. Cause I, I used to feel a certain way about a lot of people, but at the end of the day, I just realized that, you know, we are human. Mm -hmm. So you learn to forgive. Yeah. All right. Love that. Uh, congratulations on Heaven or Hell going platinum. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, pretty big deal. Yeah, I love that song. I love that album. One of my favorites. After Party is actually still one of my favorites. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I can let it go. I love After Party. I think that's a forever, a forever uh, joint, and I love that song. All right. Well, you know, listen, Nyla got a segment on this show called uh, "Pass the Ox," mm -hmm. where she plays uh, new music every every Friday morning. Yes. So, what y'all want to get into off the off the new Lovesick album? Do you want to pick one, Nyla? Or you want him to pick one? You know, my personal favorite is the Brent one, but you want to do the Charlie one? Yeah, or actually play Embarrassed. Embarrassed? Play Embarrassed. Let's go with Embarrassed Red. Why you feel that energy this morning? Why? I haven't stopped listening to it since it dropped. Okay. Okay. I love that song. We performed it last night. It was just amazing. Yeah, the Travis record. Everybody's on it. Let's get into it. And it's your segment now. If you want to play more than one Don Tolliver record, you can. I got, I got to spread the love. Okay. No, I, only got three, I only got three dress. I got to spread the love. But we got you in there. Let's get into it. Here's Embarrassed. Okay. Where, where did y'all record that? Because I know you guys be all over the all over the world recording together. Um, 
I recorded that. I feel like in L.A. Mm. Yeah. What was it like in that studio session? How'd y'all come up with it? Um, I was like, this is one of those moments where I just love Wheezy's beat. Wheezy did that beat. And I don't know, when I hear a Wheezy beat, it just kind of puts me in a certain mode. That particular 808 and snares kind of puts me in a mode with those. And it just kind of happened. One of those things that just happened, super organic, just kind of came out. So when that uh, Don Tolliver, Travis Scott, Best of Both Worlds album mm. dropping, I know y'all got a collaboration project dropping. Uh, I hope sooner than later. But y'all, y'all, oh, so I, it's done? No. Oh. Y'all got a lot of music together, I'm sure, though. We got, we got some tunes. Yeah. Is that something in the works? Like, y'all have thought, yeah. it's, a, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's that, that's, it's like, it's such a no-brainer. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. one day it's gonna, we're gonna press that button and get to work, but we right now we just, you know, got records and whatever we... You know, we just trying to get off our own shit right now, get it going, and then boom. Who's pushing for it more, you, Travis, or Sycamore? Um, probably me. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, it's Don Tolliver, man. Thank you for joining us, my brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. It's the Breakfast Club. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.